three, two, one, let's go. Hey, I'm Bobby Jankovic. Welcome to Mission Forge. Mission Forge is where we engage one another, empower each other, and elevate the world around us. And today, I want to talk about the market and interest rates uh, going forward, say, the next six, 12, nine months, six, nine, or 12 months. And this is geared towards any real estate professional, lending professional, or consumer that's interested in the market might have a foot in the market. So please like and subscribe, first of all. And second of all, if you know somebody who's possibly interested in this, maybe you've heard them talk about uh, selling their house or listing their house or buying a house, this might be relevant to them, especially if you haven't really been dialed into the news. If you've been really hyper-focused on predictions of the year ahead, you this might be old news to you. I'm not sharing anything new here. I'm just, I've got a conglomeration of, of data uh, from experts that I've listened to, and I'm going to share sort of consistencies that I've found so that we kind of have a little bit of a roadmap if it plays out the way th people think it's going to play out. And Commonly that happens and then sometimes we all get surprised. So uh, without further ado, I'll sort of tell you who I've been listening to and then I'll go into what they have to say. So Dr. Yoon of um, National Association of Realtors, he's the chief um, uh, financial officer or chief economist, if you will. He was a um, guest, uh, he's a frequent guest on Brian Buffini's bold predictions, and Brian Buffini would be the second um, expert that I'm talking to. Now, he's an expert just because he digs in deep, and he does. He talks to the experts, he reads the data in its raw form, and he analyzes it. And then lastly, uh, Barry Habib, who is another market specialist. And these, these presentations were uh, shared with me by others in our industry, and I will certainly, I'd certainly like to give them a, a nice shout out for, for putting me in front of that data so that I could come here and share it with you. So in uh, December, Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group um, hosted a webinar where Brian Buffini's bold predictions were, were shared. And he started out with uh, Dr. Yoon. And Dr. Yoon um, reported that interest rates are connected to the 10-year treasury bond and the yields that they offer. And that's a market. It changes all the time. The 30-year 30 30 fixed rate hit a 20-year high last year. Buyer confidence is still there, but they just, a lot of buyers simply can't afford what they want. Um, too much money in the system is uh, what he had to say. Um, and you can start to, to hear him think about inflation as he says that. The 10-year the, the treasury and the 30-year um, mortgage note are um, very connected and um, they have been so for a long time. And um, the spread between them is usually 2% or 200 basis points. And you can look back over history, and that's commonly the case. That's how most lenders determine their rate um, by watching that. So if you hear rates are on the way up or rates are on the way down, it's most commonly because that 10-year no treasury note is fluctuating. Um, 
And in right now, it's commonly 2%, but right now that spread is much higher, like closer to 300 basis point or 3%. So that's a little asterisk for later. Um, and that, that being so high has only happened a couple other times in, in history. It should, um, that, that 3% should erase in the future and come back down. And we'll talk more about that. Um, and he's predicting that rates will drop into the 5% range. Um, he says that we are past the 7% peak and that the, um, the Fed activity has already been sort of accounted for, baked in, as they say, into the equity market. Um, now, what does Buffini have to say? Buffini has more of an application mind because, again, he's a practitioner. Um, he's a, a coach and runs a coaching organization. Um, uh, but he uh, he does work for realtors, so his is more application-based, as I said. So he's expecting fewer transactions, as there were last year. Uh, not catastrophically fewer, however. Um, there is still a massive demand um, caused by demographics, which I won't go into. Um, in addition, rents are crushing people. Rents have not provided any relief, okay? Um, what's going on is, is rents tend to be a lagging indicator because um, I might have I might be a landlord and I may have given a tenant a 24 month lease, even a 12 month lease. But imagine a, a two year lease is fairly common, and that two year lease might have predated any real talk of inflation. And so here I am uh, looking at the rent that I gave a tenant. And, you know, I've experienced all this inflation. Everything has gone up on me and my expenses. The, the other houses in the neighborhood who've written newer leases have all gone for more. And so once that lease renews, I'm going to really take the time to sort of get caught up with the market. Um, so that is a, a constant pressure on the consumer. And so the consumer really has nowhere to turn. Um, they have to continue to make that decision to pay the higher rent or just suck it up and pay the higher mortgage rate, interest rates for, for a mortgage. Um, and because of that, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a, a sort of a brick wall pushing renters back into the market. And I'd like to insert my opinion here. This is, in, this is something that I have felt. Um, if I have the opportunity to counsel a buyer uh, and a, a would-be seller, because a would-be seller becomes a buyer... Um, you know, people say, well, I'm going to wait for rates to drop down. And the problem with that is, you know, if you think back to recent past with the low rates, what we had was this massive flood of buying activity. And so buyers were sitting at the table with, you know, a party of others like them. And it was not uncommon to have, I mean, if you only had two or three competing offers, you were lucky. You know, you, it was very common to have six or seven. Um, it was not uncommon to have nine, 10, 11, 12. And I heard stories where there were two dozen, 30 uh, offers, on, you know, and it just almost became absurd. So what ended up happening is those buyers, while they got a low interest rate, they were handing over tens of thousands of dollars of cash up front um, to be the superior offer and they were giving up a home inspection. They were waiving an appraisal contingency. They were giving a year's worth of free tacos. They were, 
um, you know, washing somebody's car, cutting. I mean, they were doing all sorts of things just to be the top. But the key thing is they were giving up tens of thousands of dollars up front. Yes, they were getting a low interest rate, but then here's 35, here's 45, here's $70,000. I can't tell you the number of times I would talk to one of my agents who said, we offered full price plus $65,000 and we didn't get it. Um, you know, so my point is, what, wouldn't you rather, wouldn't you at least think it wouldn't be so bad to pay 6% on a mortgage versus three? And, and maybe, hey, maybe I've only got one competing offer. Maybe I don't have any competing offers. Maybe I can get the house for just the list price. My, maybe I can get it for 3000 less than list price. You know, I'm certainly going to do a home inspection. Thank you very much. All right. And I might even negotiate some repairs with the help of my realtor. You know, um, I, I might even, for goodness sake, I, hey, I'd like some closing cost assistance. So when you look at it that way, look, would I rather shell out $25,000, dollars $45,000 right now or would I rather take a 6% rate and have some money left? And yeah, I'm going to pay that money over time, but I've got, I've got some assurance right now. I've got money in the bank. What can happen in the future? What can happen two years from now, three years from now, if rates go down? Of course, we've all heard it. We can refi. And I don't like this phrase, you know, marry the house and date the rate or whatever like that. There's a lot of truth to this. It's kind of catchy, kind of car salesman-ish like. But the, the fact is, that is a real thing. And you'll see, see as we get into Barry Habib, why that is. Um, so my point is, if you're if you're planning on doing it and you're saying, I'm going to wait, well, guess what? The real trick is probably to try to not wait too long because then everybody else is going to come flooding out with you and you're going to be you're going to be paying it at the table anyways. So just think that one through. All right. Um, so Back to Buffini, uh, we talked about fewer transactions. He also said more contract cancellations, okay? Um, so that means deals are falling through, all right? People are going in, they've taken a more risky position. They um, are a little bit more nervous um, because maybe they didn't get that home inspection. So they utilize different escape hatches in the contract to get out of deals or small things that come up just aren't handled well. So Buffini points to professionalism, um, sloppy agents, um, you know, poor paperwork, um, you know, things were moving so fast, you know, people who are relatively new in the industry felt like they were real pros, but now that things are having to be done organically, a lot of these people don't have the skills that they need and so as a consequence of all those reasons, deals are falling apart in greater numbers. He's saying as much as 20% of the time. Um, and to use his phrase, even a turkey can fly in a hurricane. So don't be a turkey. All right, back to interest rates. We move on to Barry Habib and his economic forecast um, was 
uh, brought to me by Movement Mortgage. So I want to thank Movement Mortgage um, for bringing me that information and allowing me and others to uh, listen to Barry. Um, they, they provided the content and it was very valuable. So thank you to both Atlantic Bay for the um, for the Dr. Yoon and Brian Buffini, and I'd also like to thank Movement Mortgage for uh, allowing me to watch the Barry Habib content. So the inflation outlook, Barry's position is people get too focused on the Fed, and I, I, I think what his real point is, you have got to 100% pay attention to inflation. Inflation is what is what the bond market is watching. Inflation is what's controlling your um, your thir- your ten year note, and therefore your um, your thirty year mortgage. And he points to this other factor of this spread. Remember, we talked about this two hundred point spread, which is currently two uh, percent, a uh, two hundred basis point, which is currently around three hundred basis points or three percent. So not only are rates higher. But that's, you know, because of the 10-year note is high, but the spread is higher. So we're getting hurt on two fronts, right? It's, it's high because it's naturally high, but then it's high because of this, this, um, this spread. And, and the spread goes back to what we were talking about earlier and the sort of anticipation of, well, I'll just marry the house and date the rate. Well, date the rate means I'm getting out of this product. I've got this product, this mortgage of 7% or six and three quarters, seven and a quarter, whatever it is. And, you know, these mortgages are sold and resold and, and, and whatnot. And so it's a product that has a, a, a predictable amount of profit in it. Um, based on averages, meaning, you know, your average consumer is going to get a 30-year mortgage and they're going to be in there for five years. So if I'm trying to package and sell those, um, say, to a pension fund or something like that, you know, there's a predictability there that over the, sh- the typical shelf life of the loan, <clears throat> we can expect to re- get a certain return Um based on the durability or the duration of the product. We already know the rate. The rate is fixed on a 30-year mortgage, but it's that duration. And when those rates are high, what is the expectation? The expectation is that duration is going to be far far shorter. So the, the, the product that they'll be reselling to, say, a pension fund or an insurance company or whomever, has a, a smaller shelf life, so there's less profit in it. And what that means is that profit has to be front loaded. And so the front load has pushed that spread from 2% up to 3%. And what he was saying, Habib was saying, is that at some point, there'll be a rapid drop, a relatively precipitous drop as that tipping point is, is recaptured. So I guess we passed a tipping point where people have figured out that, you know, once it goes, and I'm going to make up a number, once it goes over six and a quarter percent, they're all going to refi or 80% of them are going to refi. And once it drops below, uh, let's say, you know, five and a half, those refis kind of go away. It doesn't make it as financially feasible for the consumer to refi. So that durability or that duration of the product returns and therefore that spread drops because now 
as I'm selling my, my mortgages, I, the, the end user is going to know they're getting a predictably long product that they will profit from. So the spread should drop down to, to 200 basis points. Very, very fascinating. So we should have rates coming down organically because of inflation. Inflation should be tempered. Um, there was a CPI report today, which was in line and everybody was happy. And the, the thing that he also pointed out is it's a 12 month running average. So like the, re the report today is replacing a report from 12 months ago. And what we're gonna see in the next few months, <clears throat> because that's when the spike started happening. When you start taking those high readings away and replacing them with moderate or even low reports, the inflation numbers are gonna drop. And when they drop, that's when you're going to see the spread go away as well as as the 10-year drop and that's when the 30-year is going to be so much more attractive to people and you're going to start to see those i don't want to say floodgates but you're going to see the consumers come out and in addition to all of that you're going to be sitting in a spring season which is you know we used to have seasons in real estate you know now there's no seasons right it's just like boom, it's always on. Well, we've had a slow winter season. You know, it's been predictably, people would say, well, and I used to tell people, well, usually about tax time after the Super Bowl, that's when things kind of start to thaw out, you know, but basically January to early February was kind of a slow time. And why would people be buying a house? You know, people, it's just not a good time of year. And then of course, if people are buying, they're motivated, blah, blah, blah. But my point is, if you're a buyer or a seller, think through all this and plan your strategy now. Don't wait for things to become appealing. You know, it may be, I don't want to say too late, but it may be that you can be better off if you take advantage now instead of waiting until everybody else sees the green light. Once you hear it on CNBC, it's probably too late, okay? <clears throat> and that's one thing that all of them were saying is don't rely on what you see on TV. Dig a little deeper. Talk to your professional. Talk to your realtor. Talk to your lender. And gather information and think, think it through for yourself with the counsel of those who have your best interests in mind. Thanks for joining me on a long, I didn't expect this one to be very long, but I, I really enjoyed sharing this information with you. And um, I hope it was of value to you. Peace out, everybody.